How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Morning, guys. Morning. I almost Morning. got lost getting here. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. You've been out for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Frank, that's a disgusting hat, by the way. Uh, the Irish? Yeah. It's the weekend for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's St. Paddy's Day weekend. and Happy St. Paddy's Day. All right, guys. Uh, wow, it's hard to believe that winter sports is wrapping up. We're almost done, and we're uh, final couple, weekend. Yeah, we're a couple week uh, weekends away from uh, jumping into our spring sports. Today, we're going to talk a little track, and uh, we've invited a couple of coaches and uh, some uh, track standouts to come in here and talk about the recently completed indoor track season. But before we do that, we have to uh, get everybody up to speed as to where we are with uh, basketball. We have news and notes. Uh, we have so much more. And we also have our G&G Fitness Player of the Week. All right, Frank, what's up, buddy? Well, I'm terrible at it, but I'll try anyways. Morning, y'all. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we have breaking news. Some slightly breaking news from Chad Andrews, our friend center court. End of the third quarter, Middle College leading Lake George 51-50 to in the Class C semifinal. That's out in Binghamton, so quick update on that. Thank you. And that's the last of uh, uh, of the boys' teams that's still alive. Yes. All right. Yeah, I believe oh, they- Panama. Oh, Panama, Panama's still yeah, alive? Panama okay. plays at 4 o'clock. I don't know why I thought they lost. It's a lot of basketball games. Hard yeah, to keep track my of. head is swimming. Between that and college, they're trying to keep up on uh, everything. Oh, by the way, congratulations, UB. Uh, keep it going, both men's and women's basketball, making Western New York proud. Uh, news and notes, guys. Francis, uh, what have you got for me, buddy? All right, we'll start off with a couple of signings. George Newcomb of the West Seneca West football team signed his letter of intent to play at Baldwin-Wallace to continue his football career there. And then we're going to go into spring season. Megan Kite of Nichols uh, announced her verbal commitment to play Division One softball at Trexel University. Congrats to both of them. All right, uh, clinic update, and uh, it's so fitting that we have uh, Lancaster athletes in here as uh, we announce that the uh, football coaches clinic will have Brockport uh, State head football coach Jason Manjohn, a Lancaster High School graduate, will be the featured clinician at the Western New York football coaches meeting uh, this Monday, 730 at the Elks Lodge, 33 Legion Parkway 
in Lancaster. <clears throat> Coach Van Joan, after completing an 11-win season, was named for the second consecutive year to the American Football Coaches Association Eastern Area Coach of the Year. Over his six seasons at Brockport, he has a record of 49-19, and 19, and he will speak on run-pass option schemes. His mentor and longtime Lancaster coach, Len Jankowitz, will introduce Coach Van Joan. The clinic is open to all college, high school, and youth area co uh, coaches. If you have a question, you can call Chuck Huber at 681-7443. And, Tony, getting back to the hardwood, last night the Olean boys, uh, the Huskies, fell to Glensfalls 83-63. It was Jeff Anastasia Swansong. He has retired from the bench of the Olean Huskies after 602 wins, two state titles, a Hall of Fame career, no doubt. He's already in the Section 6 Hall of Fame. Um, just an unbelievable career. We got a chance to talk to him yesterday after the game, and he was just, uh, you know, overwhelming. He was overwhelmed with the moment for sure, um, but wanted to give everybody a shout-out, especially here. He knows that you've been a big supporter of his, so he wanted to make sure he gave you a, a shout-out. Uh, but they ran into that Joe Girard III, the kid that's committed to Syracuse, who was just unreal yesterday his first three-pointer which is on twitter and all the other social media sites he literally took a couple of steps over the midcourt and threw it up and nothing but net wow and that's what they were up against yesterday olean went toe-to-toe -to -toe with this team they just couldn't hit their shots yeah but, it was uh they lost by what 20 i think it yeah was. but it, it was a We'll, we'll get to talking about that okay. in a little bit when we wrap up uh, basketball, but uh, the, the news about Anastasia, I've been sitting on this news for over a month now, and uh, you know I wasn't given permission to say anything, so I didn't. Uh, but when I found out, I was, I was bummed out, uh, to say the least. But I understand. Of course. And uh, all right, I don't well, know if you guys have heard that the uh, – go ahead, what, what do you have? Well, there are just a few more scores I wanted to get into. Niagara Falls, obviously, their season comes to an end, 59-57. They lost to West Jenny yesterday. Franklinville, the girls' basketball team, they're moving on after a 56-26 win over that uh, Gibbon school out of, I believe, Section 2. Danny Haskell had 33 points. He was unreal yesterday. But the Maple Grove girls, they did lose 75-43 to over Cambridge. Now, there are two Monsignor Martins. Well, we'll schools. talk about all the basketball scores when we you get it. We're okay. doing news, news and notes right okay. now, Frank. Silver Hoops <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's what I had here. Oh. All right, you do it. You do oh, Silver Hoops. Oh, go ahead. All right, fine. It. Silver Hoops Classic set for March 23rd. It's the 22nd annual Silver Hoops Classic. Um, City Honors High School is where this event will take place. It's all the all-stars from the Monsignor and the public schools. First yeah, they game. moved down from the Grampiard School to yeah. uh, now City Honors. Yeah. A little bit bigger, better venue, I, I would imagine, uh, the reason behind it. Um, it's an 11.30 start that the girls' team from Buffalo Public Schools will take out of Monsignor Martin. Team of all-stars at 1 o'clock, it's Buffalo Public Schools. Boy stars from small schools, they'll face ECIC2. And then the 2.30 game is the Niagara Frontier League boys facing the ECIC1. At 4 o'clock, Buffalo Public Schools boys large school stars take on the Monsignor Martin That's All-Stars. That's the big one. Yeah, and it's 5 bucks. We are going to try and live stream that event on WNY Athletics, the, the, uh, our YouTube page. So we're hoping, hoping to put that together for Bobby Carnavalli and his friends. By the way, a happy belated birthday to Nick Bonifacio, who is uh, – a member there and uh, what somebody we have on every year when we talk about the Silver Hoops Classic. So happy belated birthday to him. Just around the corner, April 2nd, will be the WNY Athletics uh, Girls Top 25 Basketball Players Honored at Iliot Apollos. Um, the invites should be going out any day. Mm, I know Roger Ilios. and his crew, they're working on the top 25. They've got the top 20. It's that bottom five they're fighting and scratching and clawing over to get in there. So 
Uh, hopefully that'll be announced this week, but that's April 2nd at Iliota Palos. They'll be honoring the top 25 girls basketball players in Western New York. All right, our G&G Fitness uh, Coach of the Week. Congratulations goes to, to- Tony Pulverenti, Cardinal O'Hara Boys Basketball. Unbelievable season. Uh, state champs and Catholic. Now they're waiting for the Federation uh, contest them and Park, so they should be playing on the twenty third. That's twenty third, yeah, in Binghamton. So congratulations uh, to Park and Cardinal O'Hara. But uh, Tony, congratulations to you, our G and G Fitness Coach of the Week. If you go to LiveFit.com, that's where you go to nominate your coach, and uh, hopefully that'll be the one that's picked. Go ahead, Frank. Quick you know, shout more? out to Dom Welch, the former Chicago yes. star, shining at St. Bona, went off yesterday. They they're playing for an ACC championship today and a berth to the uh, NCAA March Madness. Oh, best of luck. So, best of luck. We're, uh, we'll definitely be rooting. All right, Rhode let's Island. talk about some of the games and in, in, in everything that's gone on. And uh, you mentioned it. We were talking about Olean's loss and ran into a, a total buzzsaw. I know center court uh, believed that Olean was probably going to run the table and win the state championship. But when you go up against that type of team, it's just, you know, that's, yeah. that's tough to overcome. Yeah, I mean – that Glens Falls team, that kid's already won a football championship earlier this fall. We were down out in Syracuse for that. The kid's an unbelievable football player, but an even better basketball player, and there's a reason why he is walking on to Syracuse next year, full scholarship and everything else. Jim Beheim was in attendance yesterday. Really? Yep. So, I mean, this kid is the real deal, and he showed it right from the start. This was, a, and I wrote about this, this is a Hoosiers moment for Ole, and it really was. Um, they were heavy underdogs here. Um, everyone in the state thought, Joe Girard was going to walk all over Olean, and I know it looks bad with 20 points, but it was a lot closer. Olean was very physical. They did not back down from him at all. He just hit his shots. He's an unbelievable basketball player. Olean didn't make their shots. Yeah, they how do you stop somebody when they're on? He was on fire early, and Olean wasn't. That was the difference of the game. Olean was cold, and when you got to play catch up against a team like that, it's it's tough. Especially in an away environment like that, semifinal game. Olean had a great season. They had twenty five wins. Yeah, great season, outstanding. And and it's been that way. Uh, I want to say for most of Ana, uh, Coach Anastasia's career, you know how many times we've talked about. Oh, they're undefeated going into state championships, or only one loss. You talk six over six hundred victories. That's insane. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And their top scorer, Mike Schmidt, had 29 yesterday. That Alex Weakfall kid, a football player also, mm-hmm. he was assigned to guarding Gerard, and, and that kid gave it everything he had. And he was aggressive, and he was not backing down at all, and it was good to see. And I believe he has another year left. So um, congratulations, Olean. They had a fine season. Yeah. You know, and you talk about uh, going cold and ball just not going in your way. The same thing happened with Niagara Falls. First of all, they're facing a team they had a height advantage, uh, from what I understand. It was 6'6, six, 6'7 six, six, on the, and everybody knows that Niagara Falls is pretty much guard, uh, you know, driven. And when your threes don't go in, it's tough to it's tough to win, you know. And they're another one. They had an outstanding season, young talent. Yes. Uh, so it's not like their cupboard's going to be bare. But uh, Coach Casatino did a great job with it's, them this year. And honestly, it was a surprise that they even got there. They should have lost to Will North. Will North had them, and uh, you well, know, Lakefoot just went on fire. Well, he, how he was even able to put that shot up and not fouled is beyond me. When you, I mean, it's these kids got valuable experience. Extremely valuable experience, especially this late in the game, getting to the semifinals. They're going to learn from this. 
But when you're in that environment and it's loud and crazy and you're expected to make these unbelievable shots and play with a team like West Jenny from Section 3, who is a very tough out for any basketball team, those are big moments for young kids. you got freshmen that you're putting them in the limelight right now. That That's a tough – to do it three weeks in a row, you know, Will North was – I'm still shaking my head over that. How they were able again, to get Will back North into that had game. a decided height advantage, yeah, huge height advantage, very physical, and you live and die by that three. Sometimes, I mean, they had eight points between two of their top players, eight points in a semifinal game. You yeah, what Niagara Falls lost mind. their big guy early in the year, and they had to shelve him for the rest of the season with a foot injury. So now you have to change it up, and you have to change your style and how you're going to attack. And obviously, they did it uh, from the outside and with slashing penetration, uh, but. When you you know, it's tough to overcome when you're going up against guys that are six 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 seven at the uh, at the level that you're playing at this late in the season. Well, Bradbury and Lightfoot, two of the younger guys, I mean, they're just going to get better and better. And if Sal can keep them together and and these kids stick around and and continue playing for Niagara Falls for the next three years, they're onto something big. They're on. To, they can really this year. They could start talking about a state title. They were. But they were very young, but the next couple of years are going to be very exciting for Niagara Falls basketball if they all continue to come out and play. Well, he said, he goes, you know, it, it's not me, it's the kids that are out here. I said, well, don't sell yourself short. I mean, you had to change up everything in the way your philosophy, the way you plan on attack, and everything that you work for. You had to change that up due to injury. One of the most underrated coaches in all of Western New York. And he's just a solid guy. I, you talk to him, and you know he's he's somebody that I talk to to get motivation for coaching. You know, I'll go to him with uh, with questions that I have, and not you know because I'm coaching football, he's coaching basketball, but I you know it's coaching theory, and you really do learn a lot from uh, from those guys. And he deals with a lot. Yeah, he deals with a lot. A lot of. There's coaches that you know <laughs> you're coaching in uh, certain areas, and you know everything's hunky dory. Sal gets a lot of curveballs, and he doesn't get a credit for what he does. He's not just molding basketball players. He's molding men. Yeah, he really is. He doesn't get enough credit for that. You're right. He doesn't, Uh, and it's unfortunate because, I, you know, He's a, a great guy. I'm a big fan of his. In fact, I'm probably going to see him a little bit later on at the high school as our kids are playing in that. He's scouting uh, already. He's yeah. Scouting. <laughs> <laughs> well, his son and my son are in the same grade. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're in the same class, but they both play in that PAL uh, league up in the falls, and they have their last game. I thought last week was going to be the last game, but no, it's this week because <laughs> they did have uh, a game that was canceled. But you know, and I'll see him before the game and, and chat a little bit about uh, what's going on, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll look forward to doing the same. Tell me about this Franklinville uh, girls team. Danny Haskell, she's unreal. Yeah, we've known that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, she just shot the lights out of the ball yesterday. Uh, that's what it came down to. I didn't know much about this Section 2 team they were playing, but they won almost 30 points. They were never really in it. And Danny was on early, just like Gerard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I was watching the broadcast on the NFHS, and um, <coughs> i got to say, our announcers are much better. The, the well, didn't, <laughs> didn't they um, – I saw that Gibbons only had 10 points at the end of the third quarter. It's like you never yes. see that. Yeah, I no. don't want to beat him up. I don't want to be doing too bad. Franklinville but just overpowered them. That's the them. defense were, of Franklinville. Yeah, they were just tough. All, and, again, when you're hitting your shots and you're having to play catch-up, it's tough because then you're forced to playing a style you're not used to playing. Uh, that team's having to chuck up threes. They're not a three-point team. So it just they just made things awful difficult. And Franklinville's the real deal. I'm sure Roger will have a lot to say about them next week because they're playing for a championship today. 
Uh, Franklinville, they're playing this team called Edwards Knox out of Section 10. They beat a team, I'm not even going to try and pronounce this name, but they beat a team from Section 4, 61-47. They play today at 40, 4 o'clock. That's the Class D Finals, and that's the last girls team we have involved from Section 6 playing for a state title. So best of luck to them. You could watch that on the NFHS Network. I scoured for a radio broadcast. There isn't one that I know mm. of, so... You're going to have to pay the 9.95 to to catch that game, but you can also follow along on Twitter. I mean, if you have social media, there's a, plenty of people out there tweeting out every single time a kid throws up a shot, whether he makes it or not. Someone's tweeting about it. That's so. one of the few good things about Twitter is that you can get update on games. I personally can't stand Twitter, but <laughs> that, that's a whole other uh, whole other thing. Uh, Maple Grove season Tough. came to an end. Tough loss for them. Tough one. I didn't catch a lot of this game because I did have to do some work yesterday. Um, it wasn't pretty. They gave it a valiant effort, but uh, 43 points, they gave up 75. Again, so look at the competition you're going up against late. In the, I mean, it, you, this is not uh, a regular season. You're playing the best of the best in the state at this point, or at least close to the Absolutely. best. Absolutely, yeah. Without a doubt. They had struggled getting the threes off. Their, it was a tough night for them. Tough day, I should say. They played in the afternoon. Uh, He'll had 10 another points. program that uh, will be back and not to uh, twenty one and four record. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. Cambridge twenty four and one. Not not bad. That's who bad. they played. Uh, shout out goes to uh, Trenton Scott, point guard for Louport. Uh, his uncle is listening right now, so I wanted to give a shout out. All right, we're going to come up. Uh, we're going to break early because one of the things we want to get into is uh, we want to talk a little bit indoor track, and uh, we have a couple of coaches in here: George Rack and Kevin Carriero, who I've known since I want to say 1996, when I first started getting involved. What? I don't think Francis was born yet. What? No, Stop I wasn't it. born yet. Yeah. Oh, man, throw him out of here. <laughs> Get him out of here. We're security. I don't even know if Derek was born yet. Derek, were you, were you born, born in 96? Yeah, you were. Yeah, he was. He's not that young. He's young, but not that young. He doesn't remember what movie was being played that time. But I, No, I met Coach Carrier when I started uh, as voice of Lancaster High School and doing uh, basketball and football games back in the day on WXRL. Uh, so it's good to have uh, Coach in here. We're going to talk... Uh, we're going to talk indoor track. They just completed the season, and we're going to get to know uh, a couple of the uh, guys here, uh, John Surday and Andrew P. Petrotoni. Am I pronouncing it? I'm going to butcher it. I'm sorry, and I'm Italian. I should know better. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to plead uh, you know, sinus uh, congestion as, as the problem. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk some track. Let's talk some high school sports. All that and more on w- WGR550. Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Kelly Jury, along with Frank Wolf and Francis Beck of WNY Athletics. Roger is out covering uh, basketball. Uh, Tom is what, on his way to Florida or getting ready to go? 
He's in baseball mode. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. We tried to get him to take us, but uh, he said we wouldn't fit in the overhang, so <laughs> we couldn't get on the plane. Derek refused to go and produce down there. I think that's what it came down to. I couldn't fit in the carry-on. Yeah, that was the whole problem. <laughs> we we all wanted to fit in, but he said, "No, you guys are too fat. You're not going in." <laughs> so we tried. We really did. Uh, but uh, he's going to have a lot of fun down there. Of course, some of the teams are getting ready to play uh, or head down to uh, either Myrtle Beach or yeah. Florida. For a, it's hard to believe that we're getting ready to start off baseball. In fact, I saw a picture of the Cayuga Heat already on, on on the field. I drove by four different high school area high schools yesterday on the way uh, on the way home, and they were practicing. No, that was Thursday night. Excuse me, Thursday night. I drove by. I saw the lights on at North. I saw the lights on at South. Saw the lights on at Sweet Home. Beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is. Beautiful it gets thing. us excited. But then I think about all the work I have to do in my backyard to uh, clean it up after the winter and all the uh, wind that we had. I'm like, oh, man. That's why they have turf over there. <laughs> Can I get turf in my yard, by the way? <laughs> It'll make life so much easier. All right, you had some, uh, something before we get back, uh, before we get to talk at track, Francis. Yeah, we forgot about two state champions, two local ones, bowling. Um, the Section 6 Girls All-Stars. Won the All Star Tournament. That's Sarah D'Angelo from Clarence, Mackenzie Yees from Frontier, Melissa Large from Tonawanda, Rachel Wagner from Depew, Cameron Spring from Allegheny Limestone, and Kaylin Weber from Kenmore East. They won the Section Six All Stars for the girls, and then the Dunkirk te- girls team won the small school title as well, keeping that title in Section Six with our good friend Dan Kaplan winning it for the first time last year. Outstanding! Uh, congratulations. All right, we're going to talk a little track this way. We don't get to do this too often, but uh, the uh, and I want to thank uh, Mike Hoffman uh, from Frontier High School for uh, setting this up for us, and uh, it's a pleasure to bring in uh, George Rack and Kevin Carriero from Lancaster to talk about indoor track. And uh, gentlemen, good morning and welcome to the program. Are right, you guys going to have to get real close to the microphone? All right, uh, we just finished up uh, the track season, and uh, successful one for Western New York or no? Absolutely. Very successful. couple championships, I believe. Take it, George. We, uh, yeah, we had uh, two state champions um, in the boys' shot put, or one in the boys' shot put, one in the boys' weight throw. Uh, we also had Leah uh, Pasqualetti in the pole vault. She's an 11th grader from Orchard Park. Um, and uh, the big one is uh, this Jada Kerner, or Kenner, I'm sorry, in the 300 meter. It's the uh, world's best time at that distance, and she's a seventh grader from Tapestry. That is incredible. I, uh, I was given a heads up about her. Uh, she beat a record held by Anna Karabachova from the Czech Republic. Uh, I mean, a world record coming out of Western New York. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, let's see, I'll give you uh, some of the background on her. This is uh, what was sent to me. It says, uh, Jada is a seventh grader who runs at the Tapestry Charter for her first high school season. She was outstanding. She was the second leg in their 4x200 relay, uh, joining by uh, 
Alexis Johnson, Nia Stevens. Uh, they came in seated 11th at states and finished 6th in the public schools, 8th overall in the state. They also broke the Western New York uh, record of uh, 144.36. This was just the icing on the cake, though. Jada went on to meet the num- uh, be seated number 2 overall in the 300, and in the final she ran a personal best of 39.24 and became the youngest state champion ever, breaking the 7th grade state record. That was a fourth state record she has broken this year, also in the 55, 60, 200, and 300, as we just mentioned, the world record. That's, it's mind-boggling. Definitely is, especially at that young of an age. I mean, um, I'll be the first one to admit that I don't know really too much about the uh, running events because that's not really my gig. But uh, It wouldn't be my gig either. I hated running. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't stand it. Coach C has a, a pretty good understanding of that, though. Tony, what I would say um, about the health of Section 6 is that we are healthy for years to come. Um, it is fair to say one of the, one of the things I, I believe in the past three or four years that has had an enormous impact on Section 6 indoor track is the ability to run at the Houghton College Fieldhouse. Uh, thanks, and a shout out to the uh, Pagulas. Uh, Kim and Terry Pagula uh, were the main uh, donors to an athletic improvement uh, fund there. And uh, they provided Houghton College and us with an eight-lane, 200-meter track that is a Division I quality track in a Division III school. And it has had a, a profound effect on the performances of Section 6 athletes uh, for the, since, since its inception four years ago. It, you know, for those of us who uh, don't follow track or know too much about track, what's the difference between a, a quality track and a, uh, you know, a shoddy one? Well, to give you a sense of perspective, uh, in 1983, uh, the uh, Fredonia State uh, Fieldhouse was built. And at the time, it was state-of-the-art. Uh, typically, uh, Division three schools uh, in, uh, in, in the colleges uh, would be what we call a four-lane 160-meter track. Uh, there are more turns. The turns are a bit more severe. Uh, but nonetheless, it was a quality facility, and Section 6 ran there through the good graces of uh, Dr. Phillips, um, who was the, uh, the head coach there. And uh, so that, that, was, that was state-of-the-art for us. Uh, since that time, uh, what we found was the transition going from a 160-meter track to a 200-meter track uh, more often than not at uh, Cornell, which was where we, we ran our state meets uh, back in the day, uh, the, the, the transition in terms of seating times going from going into the state meet and actually running at the state meet uh, put us at a, a distinct disadvantage with schools uh, and sections that had access to 200-meter tracks. Um, that said, uh, over the course of time, uh, we have gotten larger as a, as a, um, uh, a section. Uh, when we started in 1978, we had eight schools. We now had 39. And again, back in the day, we were hoping to maybe score a point. Now we're a major player. We're usually second, third, or fourth in the state. Wow. Well, I can remember, you know, in talking with you back in the day, uh, the 
you know, Western York coming on strong and doing very well in, in track, whether it was outdoor or indoor. Now, most of the uh, athletes that run indoor, they're, I'm assuming, also uh, participate in outdoor track. Generally speaking, yes. Yeah, there's a, a pretty strong holdover from indoor to outdoor. And you all, and pretty stay in the same events? That, that's correct, yeah. Obviously, there was a few minor changes. Uh, instead of running the 55, for example, indoors, you would run the 100 or the 200 outdoors. Okay, so in indoors, you just scale back a little bit what you would be doing in the outdoors. That's correct. All right, I like that. Are there many kids moving on or getting scholarships out of track? Yeah, we, we believe that, uh, again, because of, of improved coaching and improved facilities, uh, we've been able to provide our kids uh, great opportunities, not only to compete locally, but, for example, um, uh, we travel out of town uh, to the Dartmouth Relays. A number of schools go to Yale. Uh, a number of schools go to the New Balance Games at, um, at the Armory in New York City. Um, there are uh, a number of opportunities uh, to travel, um, and because of that, you also get a chance to compete against, frankly, better competition from not only around the state, but uh, for the eastern part of the United States. Okay, pretty much a lot, right in line with everybody else as far as in sports goes seeking that, uh, that competition. Now, you've been involved with track for a long time. As I mentioned, uh, you know, I remember conversations that you and I have had in the uh, 90s. How much has training changed and helped the sport of track? I don't think there's any question that uh, coaching has gotten better. Uh, I think the Internet uh, has had a profound effect uh, not only on, um, on the coaches but also the kids. Kids uh, seek out uh, things on, on YouTube, for example. There is, so I'm told, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a 19th century guy, uh, but there's, there's a, a, an enormous amount of information in, in terms of videos of not only world championships, but um, you know, the, the ability to um, not only look at world-class technique, but nowadays, again, uh, thanks to, uh, to Coach Rack locally, uh, you're able to actually superimpose your particular event onto a world-class athlete and see the the subtle differences. There's some of like what we saw, you know, when we watch highlights of the NFL Combine, and they want to, uh, you know, okay, this guy, you know, ran this uh, the forty five years ago. Here's how he stacks up to this guy, and and it almost looks like you have two images going, uh, running the forty at the same time. Correct. Yeah, we can actually set up to do that. Um, there's there's apps out there that uh, allow you to do that, and it's one of the things that I've done with with some of my athletes as well is kind of show them where their positioning is um, in relation to, you know, world champions. It's kind of a neat thing. It's am absolutely amazing. I mean, technology is mind-boggling. Uh, I imagine diet and, and the way that you train has changed over the years. I know it has for football. Uh, I, tell us a little bit about that, where nutrition and the way that you lift weights, the way that you run, maybe a bit different from even when you played at Lancaster. Absolutely. Um, you know, I know that one of the things that I preach to these guys on a daily basis is is their water intake. Um, you know, it's just so important to have a lot of water in your system constantly um, and that they're always eating. 
these kids burn calories like you would not believe. Frank, why didn't we run track? They're eating. That's right, right up our alley. You know, we. Uh, oh we'll, wait, no, they exercise. Never mind. <laughs> we'll have uh, pretty much almost like a double session. So we'll throw first, <laughs> um, and then we'll go and we'll we'll hit the gym and, and do our weightlifting workout, and um, you know. Pretty much to a T, every one of them is sitting there as we're getting ready. We usually have a team meeting at that point, and they're all snacking on something. And it, it's it's fuel for the body. You can't get to the finish line without having gas in the tank. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk to uh, John and Andrew a little bit about training. Uh, I mean, what do you guys, a typical training day, what's it like for you guys? Like a typical training day, like you said, was uh, we start off with uh, throwing and drilling, you know. Then we'll head over to the weight room and then we'll usually start with uh throughout the week we'll have a heavy heavy a lower the next day will be a heavy upper then kind of like a conditioning day on wednesday then thursday and friday consists of speed moving the weight fast kind of workouts what time do you get up to start training every day uh we train in the uh, afternoon like after we throw so it'll be like uh four o'clock okay in the afternoon and you're not tired and exhausted from school. I mean, you know, school takes its toll on you. Well, like my coach said, you know, diet and nutrition and water gets us through the day. The more water you have, the more energy you're going to have. You know, that kind of keeps us going so we're not exhausted. Yeah, um, like Andrew said, you know, like Andrew said, um, this is just what we do outside of the weight room and outside of track, you know, feeding ourselves and, like, drinking a lot of water helps us get through the day and, make sure that we can, you know, make it through the day. I've had days where I don't eat enough and you just collapse because of exhaustion because you're not preparing your body for what we're enduring. You know, um, the lifts are hard and, you know, throwing for almost two hours and then going to lift is just brutal sometimes. You know, well, you got you season. think about how your mind has to be right because you guys are so technique orientated. Uh, everything has to be just right, and to be able to repeat that, your mind has to be sharp. Yeah, we do. Um, we do a lot of men mental training. Um, so when we drill, you want to drill the same mental, like catching your points and making sure that you're hitting the same positions every time, and you know, making the throws consistent. Because if you're not a consistent thrower, then you're really nothing is the program the weight program about um building up to larger weights doing fewer reps of larger weights or doing more reps of maybe smaller weights our uh our lifting program is based along the uh, west side barbell training platform and the idea behind that is to do maximum effort every week um so we train different body parts every single day but in the beginning of the week, we lift heavy weights for lower amounts of reps. Um, and then towards the end of the week, we're trying to condition our bodies to move weight fast. Um, you know, John's throwing a 12-pound ball. Andrew was throwing, throwing a 25-pound ball indoors. You got to be able to move that quickly. So we train our bodies to move weights um, in the weight room quickly as well. So that's kind of the way that that whole thing works. And when we're training to you know move the weights faster, we're usually doing more reps. I can picture that you want to do curls, so you want to do it as fast as 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 you can, but still keeping your technique and your form in place. Yeah, we try not to do too many curls for the girls, just from the standpoint of you know uh, I got too many of my throwers that other girls from other teams, shout out to Orchard Park, um, have been kind of taking us out on so. 
we, we got to make sure that all of uh, our guys here are, are lifting the right the right lifts instead of just. Uh, well, know, I mentioned curls because that was my favorite my favorite <laughs> one. You just gave a shout out to Orchard Park. Yeah, I know. Stop the Lan- presses. Lancaster giving a shout out to Orchard Park. I don't think that's ever been done. Well, Cats and dogs living together. It's the end of the world. You see what what happened here was one of our uh, throwers who his name's Mike Wolford. He's uh, he finished actually third in the shot put. And if you met this kid, you wouldn't believe that he was actually a shot putter. Um, he's actually more of a decathlete than anything else. Um, but uh, he went to the state meet and uh, you know did a heck of a job. Took third place, and you know decided to come home with not only a bronze medal but also a girlfriend from Orchard Park. So Jenna Crane, that's a little shout out to her. She did a heck of a job there as well. Uh, and she's actually going on to uh, Duke next year. So you know. we won't hold that against her. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Sorry, North Carolina, hard feelings. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk more track with the guys. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday comes up after we're done. Sabres and Hurricanes tonight at 7, right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Sports Talk Saturday follows us. Of course, you're going to want to get up to speed on all Buffalo Bills news. Bills very active in free agency. Uh, kudos going out to the Bills organization. Seems like they're really doing a great job in uh, shoring up the team. Really looking forward to next season. Of course, congratulations uh, to our local hoops teams who are still going at it. Uh, Francis, you haven't received an update from Center Court, have you? Yeah, uh, Frank did, right? Um, they er, literally won. They did win. That was, a, I don't know if Frank still has the score on him. But we did get a win, and they won by a sizable margin. I believe. Nice. And that's the first time that team's lost in, like, 65 straight. They had, like, a 65-game winning streak. Holy cow. George something. I'll find Lake George. All right. I believe it's the team, but, uh, yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, John, you are a state champion, am I correct? Yes. In what event? The shot put. Uh, talk about uh, just the feeling of winning a state championship. It's it's a good feeling knowing that all your hard work is um is paid off basically, um you know this year and last year I had very good competition behind me pushing me to be better and you know ultimately driving me to get me to where I was, um you know without them I probably wouldn't be where I am right now. Now you were talking about and during the last segment about mental uh, being mentally prepared and you know knowing your points and everything like that. Does that same mental toughness have to play in so that you don't get ahead of yourself and start looking down the road and rather than just focus on what you have to do right now? Definitely. Um, I think Coach Rack said it best at the national championship. Um, you know, live in the moment and focus on right now because you can't get this back. Um, that's what we have to do. And right now, my focus is for training for this week and then looking ahead to our first meet and you know doing what I can to get better each day. Now, on a side note, I don't know if uh, many of our listeners know this, but uh, I believe John is a member of Radio Royalty in Western New York. Uh, and I don't know how you're related to the Hound, uh, but I know your uncle, Jeff, from uh, when he worked here at Entercom, and we talked about uh, Hound Dog Lorenz and what he did for KB Radio uh, back in the day 
to launch KB to national stardom. The fact that KB is in the uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with guys like Sandy Beach, who I work with uh, down the dial. Uh, I mean, when you talk to anybody around the country about radio, and they're always going to mention the Hound, and that was right here in Buffalo, New York. Did you know anything about him growing up? Oh, yeah. My dad made sure I knew about him. Um, actually, when I was younger, my dad and my uncle would go and they'd we'd listen to the tapes. Um, you know, that was just part of their days. They'd, Zanzibar. Yeah. They'd, wow. They'd come over and then they'd play the tapes and, you know. We'd have you can, I believe you can go online and listen to some of the old air checks. Uh, I mean, he was revolutionary in, in radio and what he did. And as I said, he just launched KB to start to the point where radio stations around the country were setting their playlist according to what KB did. And I just think that is so amazing. And in fact, I think it, uh, one of the last times I spoke to your uncle, there was talk of a movie being made about uh, the Hound. Uh, have you heard anything on that? Or? No, I haven't heard anything on that one. Man, if I, I wish that would come true because that would be truly amazing. And uh, as somebody who's a student of the industry, that's pretty cool stuff. And I can't wait to tell Sandy on Monday that uh, that you were in here. Uh, Andrew, uh, what uh, success did you have this past year? Uh, well, obviously, I, I won the state championship, which is the biggest success the of my weight? career. In the weight throw, yes. Okay, uh, now weight is different from shot put, right? Yes. So it's a thing where you're holding it like this and you're doing that. That Well, it's also it's almost like the same movement as the shot put. Uh, they're very different. Well, oh, they are? They're very different. Okay. Like, uh, with the weight, it's like going like three turns kind of. Like, kind of like you orbit the weight around you. Like the earth orbits around the sun. And you like eventually just like let go. So it's a more it's like timing building, thing like for you. tempo, building momentum, that kind of thing. So again, you have to have that mental toughness to know when you have to release and and uh, constantly. Do you just sit there and practice your movements, your your form? Yes, we'll we'll drill it, and then like well, mostly drilling is like the most important part. Like you gotta have the the right timing with your feet. Like leg work's the most important, and then like letting go, you just really kind of let go. But like tempo is the most important part thing you have to practice. It just seems so. D I would be a mess at doing this. <laughs> Not to mention what I would break <laughs> with, with uh, releasing it, but what is it so spe that makes these two young men so special, Coach? Well, I think that um, you know one of the first thing is is the, just their will to uh, to want to be the best. Um, our program that we've had has has been very successful in producing um, state champions, and you know these two are are just the the most recent um, ones in that in that path. Um, we're constantly looking to continue to make more and more champions, not only at the state level, but also um, hopefully the national level. Um, John just uh, claimed All-American honors last week in New York City. Congrats. Um, finishing sixth in the country, which was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, our first All-American at Lancaster in a while. So, um, you know, the, the program sets itself up to just kind of continue to roll on. Um, I don't believe in, you know, down years. That's that's not something that we do. We reload every single year, and our goal every single year is to win the state championship. And I'm assuming that the others look up to these two and like, all right, I wanna, I wanna be like Andrew. I wanna be like John. Yeah, that's a big part of it. You know, I've I've always thought that if you can bring along kids 
um, kind of two years apart. It gives them a little bit of mentorship in that. So, for example, you know, if I've got a group of juniors, I want to have a good group of freshmen underneath them that can kind of watch and follow them for four years. True enough. All right, guys, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. And uh, Andrew and John, best of luck to you guys uh, down the road, uh, you know, your college, uh, you know, endeavors and all. And uh, George and uh, Kevin Cario, George Rack, Kevin Cario, thank you guys so much. Thanks again to Mike Hoffman uh, from Frontier High School for setting this up for us. We'll talk to you next week. We've got so much more stuff to come out. All Western New York's in hockey, basketball, uh, as we mentioned, the Silver Hoops Classic coming up, uh, and then the start of spring sports. So make sure you keep it locked here every Saturday morning at 10 on WGR Sports Radio 550. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 